0: everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey presents the post game on spotify green room that's what i always say isn't it <laughs> my name is bill mats i'm your director of fun and games for the evening uh i guess this gets back to uh how much stock we're going to put into these final games uh you know travis connectney scoring some goals and that's all well and good but the better the better some guys play, the less real I'm gonna believe it is like TK just a couple of days ago, uh you know I'm saying, oh well, it seems like he's just he just can't shoot maybe he's hurt uh, a wrist or a shoulder and you know he comes out he has the slapper goal he uh he beats Bennington for the first one far side on the rush and it's just like no. Nah. No, it's too little, too late. Like it they're going to win some games. Like they're not going to lose all of the final 19, 18 now that's left, whatever. But it's going to annoy me when they do, and especially when, you know, Hayden Hodgson scores his first goal. Good for you, kid. I'm happy for you. Awesome, cool. But like if Travis is going to pick now, like JVR the other night, uh if they're going to pick now to start scoring some goals, like, that's going to make me like them less, real honestly, and uh, it's just frustrating to think about what could have been. I know injuries played a huge part, but, like, these players aren't bad. These guys aren't bad players, and we weren't wrong to believe that they could have had successful seasons. It's just they failed. And now it's one win again. It's not going to kill them in the grand scheme of things as long as they don't go on like a run win three out of four or something stupid like that. Uh, But it's just – it's very annoying. It's very frustrating. I'll tell you who fucking stinks is Jordan Bennington. My God. Like he's the reason they won a Stanley Cup, and he's horrible now. Uh, the t- especially both Konechny goals like, And I guess that's why I can't like Even blame Konechny that much uh, for, for scoring Because like Any other goalie in the league Those don't go in um, Let me know what you guys are thinking How much stock are you putting in these games And uh, let's just get started It's a uh, miserable Thursday night Let's get in and out of here uh, Let's lead things off
1: with Warren Brody Warren, you're live Hey Bill, how you doing? How are you tonight, Warren? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so it, I, I can see what uh, Fletcher's trying to do. He's, he's trying to build a bigger team. Uh, because they were aggressive tonight, uh, for once. And, uh, you know, they, they were winning a lot of battles.
0: Uh, yeah, I think Fletcher has made a point to say, like, yes, we need high-skilled players, but we also want to be, quote-unquote, you know, harder to play against. They want bigger guys. They want guys who do engage in battles and everything, and certain types of those players are very good. Like, if it's a good player who's big and strong, awesome. If it's Rasmus Ristolainen and you're going to give him a whole bunch of money, that's bad. We'll see, you know, we'll see how it ends up at the end of, uh, you know, the offseason, season really, but it's not the wrong idea to want a bigger, stronger, faster team.
1: Yeah, they just need to fill in the talent now, and that's the hardest. They need, you know, to me, a top-end guy in the back and at least two up front, Uh, and then maybe, you know, but you got to get lucky in the draft. Uh, That would be, you know, they have a top-five pick, and, you know, you get lucky, you get the right guy for once, uh, that could help. But.
0: Lottery luck's going to be a big part of what happens this off season. You're really just hoping, uh you know, I've said all year, you don't want to waste a chance like this. Hopefully, they stay near the bottom, four, five, six in the league, and the lottery works out for them, and they're able to get somebody who can actually come in and contribute next year and be part of this thing moving forward. But you know they got to pick the right guy, which is a huge problem for them, like you said. And you're depending on a lottery, which is luck. It's it's going to be they got to thread a needle here this off season. It ain't going to be easy.
1: And the interesting thing, at least, and I'll get off in a minute, but Cam York, he looks pretty good with Provorov, and uh, even Morgan Frost seems to be skating a little better. Is actually handling the puck once in a while and holding on to the puck. So I don't know. It should be interesting to, just to watch how things progress. Uh, but I don't think we can assume that, you know, whatever happens really, they they still need a lot of work, this team. Guys.
0: Oh, absolutely. And thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, like, yeah, Proveroff has looked a lot better um, with Cam York. Now, first of all, there weren't any directions for him to go, but up uh, considering the way he was playing in uh, the couple of weeks, especially heading into the deadline. But even before that, um, Justin Braun is a fine player. And I think any team, the Rangers did, added Justin Braun and got better on their blue line. Justin Braun belongs in anyone's top six, really, in pretty much the entire league. He is so far from the ideal Provorov partner. It's unbelievable. Provorov needs a dependable puck mover next to him. And... Cam York knows how to handle the puck. I really think it's that simple. Um, it frees Provorov to do the defensive things, he does much better and doesn't put as much of the uh, the breakout on him. Now he just, you know, for the money he's making, he should be able to do a lot more. But for what we're working with with Provorov right now, he needs a guy like York, and York's York's filling that role. Uh, let's go to Harris Barnes. Harris,
2: you're live on the post game. Uh, <clears throat> hey, Bill, can you hear me? Yeah, I gotcha. How's it going, Harris? Uh it's going fine. Um yeah, if they if obviously you're not gonna lose every game, but like if they start winning more games, then you're you're guaranteeing yourselves probably a worse pick. I mean you could get lucky anyway, yeah. But like you'd rather lose and be at worst like fifth, like or fourth or whatever. Uh, Absolutely. one team might jump you're gonna finish fourth from last if you lose and then maybe one team jumps you, you you're picking fifth but like if you you drop to seven then you're picking seventh and i think that that range like it's pretty interchangeable but i'd rather be picking fourth and have my choice of who um i'm taking as opposed to not having my choice and then just having to take the default guy obviously the last time the flyers had their choice um with uh Patrick, I mean, they took the consensus guy, but it didn't work out. But um, with Provorov, uh, just a general question: Did they coach the offense out of him, or did it, because like I went back and watched the 2015 draft, and I, I watched his junior highlights, and like he would jump up in the play more, and he did that like some in certain years in Philadelphia, but like he he's not as aggressive offensively, and he it's just a bland role sometimes that he plays.
0: Yeah, I think um I think he maybe derives some of his offensive confidence from his defensive play and you know, when both are struggling the offense just disappears. Like you don't want to depend on him for offense, but it will show up when he's doing everything else well if that makes sense. And I don't know if they coached it out of him because they've been my god they've been asking him to provide offense. They've been playing him on the power play despite Uh, all you know evidence that he's not very good at it Uh, they play him 25 minutes a game they need him uh, you know to provide offense and he just hasn't I think it's really I don't know if it's a skill or a confidence thing I want to believe it's confidence because man they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to replace all 20 guys they're gonna have to come back with somebody Uh, Provov might be one of those players that comes back so I don't know, though. He's such a weird player to try to get a handle on. Like, he scored 17 goals one year, and I'm like, yeah, he's a he's a defensive defenseman. Like, I don't know what he is at this point still.
2: Yeah, because it, it seems like year to year, and the last two years just hadn't been great. But, like, before that, it was, like, every other year where he would have a great offensive year, and then he would turn into this, like, number four defensive guy who couldn't do that much. So, like, I, I don't I don't have a good read on him. And do you think going back to um, that time, that era, did Ron Hextall just draft the guys from the brand new Wheat Kings because he was a brand new Wheat King and he thought he had all the intel?
0: You know, a lot of uh, that's come up. You know, I think Bob Clark mentioned it in that interview he did, uh, the podcast or whatever it was. And it's come up. Some people believe that to be the case. I really like, my God, Ron Hextall retired from the NHL. Like, 25 fucking years ago like if he's still holding on to some connection he had to his junior team in like the 70s like my god
2: well that's like the I mean what um like when you go back and watch the drafts like Sam Cosentino on sports that would just said that like Hextall had the intel from Kelly McCrimmon because it was easily accessible because yeah. he's a part of the the Brandon Weekings family but yeah just imagine if you have uh Rantanen and Pedersen on the same team.
0: It would be uh it would be something. Like if they had just one of any of those redraft players, it would just be absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah, um but yeah, I, it's good to see them win, but like if if they're going to do this and cost themselves draft positioning, it's just like it's 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 annoying. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like, like, why, like, why, like, you always point that out, like, why are you winning now? Like, why are you playing, like, yeah, why, why couldn't you just... Your start?
0: time, your time to win was five months ago. You forfeited that by going on fucking losing streaks that never ended. Now it's time to lose. The best thing you can do is lose.
2: Please stop this shit. Because it was like they, they lost, like, 22-24 or 22-25. to 25. Like, they just weren't Yeah, bad. And then... I don't know. It's those were the games to try real hard in, not these. Because you look at you look at Tankathon, you look at the, the point standings, and like there's not much separation between four or even three and eight or even nine. Like there, like you could just be bad, play the young players, be bad. You're picked, you're slotted third in the lottery, or you could win a bunch of games and you're slotted ninth. What do you want? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Thanks a lot, Harris. Uh, My thing with tonight is don't – if you're afraid they're going to pull the Flyers and win a bunch of meaningless games and knock themselves out of contention, just realize what it took tonight. Travis Konechny, who has refused to shoot all season, scored two goals, and uh, Martin Jones played really well. I don't expect those sorts of things to continue to happen, so – you know, uh, Jason H, Jason H, you're live on the post game.
3: Oh, I'm I'm so happy I came after that call. <laughs> OK, and here's why. For starters, the redraft thing drives me insane. I've heard it so many times in so many situations. Well, if this guy went to this team and this guy went to this team. If, you know, Ryan Leaf was drafted somewhere else, if this guy was drafted here. They don't, you don't know. The draft is a crapshoot. That's why they call it a lottery. You couldn't get a guy great, you couldn't get a guy bad. Injuries happen. development happened, bad coaches happen. Brett Favre started his career in a crappy Atlanta team. It happens. Just because if we would have got Connor McDavid, we may have
0: messed him up. You never, ever know. Sometimes you know. Uh, I just some some teams seem to be a lot better at it than others. Yes, yeah. I mean, I I just think that I mean I think you've been showed that it's
3: that systems de- systems have been able to develop guys and stuff like that. I mean, just I mean, I saw I saw Cam York uh, up in Ann Arbor a few times and stuff like that, and I said, well, you know, he's nice, but at the same point too. I never thought I never thought he'd ever make it to the league. So I mean. And I don't know what he is going forward. You know, is he going to be a nice, you know, you know, second round, second line, third line guy? Maybe, but I don't. I don't think he's an all star. No, a. he's
0: definitely not. I, you tend to know right away. Like when yeah. someone's special, you see it right away. You know, Kale McCarr stepped on the ice in the playoffs and was one of the best players on the ice straight out of college. Like the special players, nine times out of ten, you see it immediately.
3: But I mean even if you go back a couple of years like Shane Gostisbehr when he came up was special as a guess and then
0: injuries this that and here we are Yeah I mean you know ghost a lot a lot of it is organizational you're right uh deployment all that uh and, and like so much of his explosiveness was sapped out by that uh the hip and sports hernia injuries like He's back to producing points like he used to, but he's not the explosive player he was those first couple of years before the injuries.
3: Uh, I'll give you a quick rookie story really quick. I was at, I think it was either Pro Ross first or second game, and he got pantsed on a breakaway for what ended up being Hose's 500th goal. Yeah. So, I mean, if I would told you right there he was going to be, you know, what he's become today, when I was – I'm sorry if I'm cutting out. Take care. Have a good day.
0: Right, take it easy, Jason. Uh yeah, you know, you know, I don't know. Uh Justin B, Justin B, you're live on the post game. Justin. All right, don't have Justin. Let's go to AJ Longwell. AJ, you're live on the post game. Hello. How's it going, AJ?
4: It's good. You know, um I guess winning is now losing, but it's nice to see Kevin Hayes looked good, Um, you know, better than I remember him looking all of last year for multiple games in a row, and it's nice to see Morgan Frost at least try to win puck battles because I don't think we've seen a lot of that all year long.
0: Yeah, Frost is definitely looking at least a little more confident in, like, he believes he can win a puck battle. He believes he can, uh, you know, get through some traffic with the puck on his stick. Uh, We'll see, you know, if that carries over. But Justin Hayes is one or Kevin Hayes is one of the players I'm most interested in watching these last few games just because he is one of the guys who will definitely be back. And you need him if they are going to somehow make this offseason work. You need him to be good. Uh, those injuries, uh, the uh, core muscle injuries just crushed him these last two seasons. He was a shell of himself last year. Uh, This year you could tell he was just hurt out there. Uh, And now he's back. He got the infection cleaned up. It's one of the things I'm actually, I will actually put stock in, in these last, what, 18 games now is seeing him get out of them healthy and be able to start next year. Healthy.
4: Yeah. It's it. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, Who's the new guy? Like, where'd he come from?
0: Hayden Hodgson uh, came up from the Phantoms. He hadn't—he was uh, originally in the ECHL this year. Just a good story of a dude working his ass off. He hasn't been in the AHL in like four years. He's been basically a, a, a an East Coast League guy for for majority of his career and uh, just kind of kept playing, kept working, and finally found himself in the fucking NHL somehow.
4: Oh, so he's older. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. I love to see it. All right. Thanks, bro. Have a great Yeah, night. and this
0: is, it's a season. You got
4: it. It's a season for guys
0: like that to get a, and thanks a lot, AJ. It's a guy. It's a season for a guy like Hayden Hodgson to get an opportunity. Uh, it's cool to see something like that. Like again, glad to see him score a goal tonight. That's a that's the type of player that I'm rooting for to succeed at this point. Like many, most of the players, I'm just like, no, you you missed your chance. This is a this is a waste of everyone's time and just go away. But a guy like Hodgson, he's 26. He spent a bunch of time in the minors. Uh, just kind of you know. Grinding, making a living playing hockey, and here he is, goal and an assist in his first NHL game. Uh, it's it's kind of cool, and it's right after we lose Jerry Mayhew too. You know, uh, the the winter of Gerald gives way to I guess the spring of Hayden. Uh, Justin B, Justin B, you're live.
5: Hey, I think it actually worked this time. Sorry about uh, that. I
0: got you. Yep. How's it going?
5: Yeah, I, th- I think the app froze up. I'm doing good, Bill. Hey. Uh, so I thought of something interesting. Um, not only does it suck. We're winning because of the draft pick. But for the Jeru captain haters out there, if we turn this thing around for the next 18 or so games, are they going to be coming out of the woodwork here and be like, told you it was his fault?
0: I sure hope so, because it'll give me, uh, it'll be a lot easier to block them on Twitter and like find out who's an idiot. Like it's, it, it's very simple to block idiots and that will make it even easier. So I hope so. That would be cool.
5: Yeah, I just I just thought of that. I was like, oh, no, we're going to see those people creeping out, and it's going to be terrible. Uh, also, I was the guy that uh, tweeted at you about the uh weak-ass shot that I could blow through oh. a straw and move the puck faster than that. Like, like, what the fuck was that?
0: Like, he had it teed up. And then purposefully, like, took like took something off of it. There was traffic. The Bennington definitely wouldn't have been able to react to, like, an actual shot. But he just kind of, like, I, I used to say about Jake Voracek a lot, he was afraid to bruise the puck. Like, it seemed like he wanted to make sure the puck was okay on the way to Bennington's glove.
5: Yeah, it seemed more like a pass. And, and honestly, I mean, we've seen it all year from him. I, I don't know how many strong shots I've seen from Yandel this entire year, if any, but
0: yeah. His one goal was a real nice shot, but this one, this one was just like, you had it, you had it lined up and everything. What, what were you doing?
5: Yep. And then my very last point, I'm also happy you tweeted about country roads because I was thinking the exact same thing. Bill, have a great,
0: I fucking hate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, It it drives me absolutely. St. Louis is in Missouri. Missouri is not West Virginia. What is the point of singing that song? That would drive me... If I was a blues fan, that shit would drive me nuts. Like, I I would hate my fan base if we were singing about some other place. Like, imagine that. Like, at a Flyers game, and it's like, yeah, man, it's Will Smith uh, going to Miami. Like, at least Will Smith's from fucking Philly. I just... It's so stupid. It makes no sense. Uh, Patrick Reed Miller, Patrick, you're live. Hey Bill, how's it going? How are you doing tonight, Patrick? Uh, I mean, I mean, I can't even be mad because, like, if you think about it, like, it's kind of comical that St. Louis could not take advantage of like how horrible Yandel Conaton and Sealer were. So that's their fault. No, it, like, and that's. It is funny, like they just played like absolute shit. Like the Blues in the first period weren't there. They did not play in the first period. There are a bunch of guys wearing Blues jerseys, but I refuse to believe they were the NHL team, the fucking St. Louis Blues. And like I'm not even gonna fret because tomorrow night we have Colorado and yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I what's like gonna, that's gonna happen? happen? That's gonna be one of those like, holy shit, Risto, what are you doing? Type games or nuts. <laughs> So it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. It really w- what they give up to them last time was it like eight? I think they gave up to Colorado seven, uh, seven or eight. Maybe. Yeah, it was it was a crazy game. I was at that one. It was one of the first yo games. Uh, like, uh, and it was a lot of eight fun. Five. Thanks, Nick. Eight five. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I, like, what, what are they gonna get fourteen this time? Oh <laughs> God! But I guess. Lastly, I guess. It's nice. It's kind of funny how like we talked about Joel Farabee being center, and he plays center tonight. I didn't mind it. I like. I like. I liked it. I mean, I don't know how many faceoffs he won, but I hope they keep doing it. And see if they can it. No, just and I just want like a player like Farabee who seems to have a versatile skill set. Put as much on him as you can. See what sticks. Like, if it just – even if he's not permanently a center, like, first of all, this team just has none. Like, it's Couturier and Hayes and Lawton, and that's it. And, like, Lawton can be a winger, too, and he's actually probably better off at that spot. So I just want to see a versatile guy, like, just take on more responsibility and see what you're able to do. Like, if he's able to – Play center just a little bit on penalty kill or, you know, just if that adds to his defensive game a bit, if he becomes a better puck handler because he has the puck down low more, like just every little thing that might be able to help Farrah because he's our best chance at a somewhat dynamic homegrown player that they don't have to go out and buy or trade for. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess, lastly, I guess I'm gonna go with what Nikki said in the chat. Yeah, NAK is gonna score twice tomorrow. Let's do it. Oh, let's get on that as soon as props are posted. Let's get NAK to score. And uh, thanks a lot, Patrick. Uh, soon as them, soon as those, let's. I'm gonna check out Bet Rivers right now. Uh, before we take this call, and see if there are props yet for tomorrow's hockey games. I doubt it, but let's give it a look. Uh Philly Colorado. No, no player props yet. Just uh just side and total and stuff. So as soon as those are up, make sure you get those uh make sure you get those NAK to score bets in. Uh Nikki Hall. Nikki, you're live on the post game. What's going on, Bill? How are you tonight, Nikki?
4: Well, I only only watched the first period then the lady wanted to FaceTime, so I didn't really catch most of the game. Um, but anyway, I, from what I, from what I, I was, I remember the final came across my screen and it said final Philly five, St. Louis two. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I was like half expecting us to lose. I was like, eh, well, maybe we'll win tonight. We'll see. But,
0: okay. Well, that's once, once St. Louis cut it to one, I was like, all right, they're finally going to just assert themselves and maybe it goes to overtime, but there's no way that this is just a regulation win for the flyers. And, yeah, they came away with one. They're not going to lose every single night. Uh, mm. I would like them to, but they were just so bad in the first period. And Martin Jones actually played pretty well. So what are you going to do? Sometimes you win.
4: That's actually surprising. And Jones was actually one of the names that I thought was going to be dealt before the deadline, which I was. I of cannot surprised.
0: believe. I cannot believe he wasn't.
4: Because like I knew, I already knew. Like obviously Drew was like going to be the big name that was going to be dealt. Like I've already. I've already put my thoughts out there for that whole ordeal. What we got in return, like, yeah, it's pretty much like the same thing with when we dealt the Rashard and Braun, and we got picks out of it. Like, I'm not gonna say every trade deadline is gonna be a win, especially when you have Fletcher as your GM. But it's like, I it was the 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 three names that didn't get dealt in the deadline were, um, or even considering deadline were Sanheim, Jones, and I know V's name has been floating around there because of all the you know, everything that's been going on with him.
0: Yeah, I just, I did not expect anybody with term on their contract left to get mm-hmm. moved. Now, Sanheim only has one more year. He's a pretty good second pair defenseman. So you think, okay, maybe him, but I really think anybody, and I don't know who it's going to be. I don't expect all of TK, Sanheim, and Provorov uh, back next year, but we'll see, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, but I just think any player with, a certain amount of time left on his deal, it's going to have to be an off-season move, and you're going to have to take somebody back with him, with uh, some term left on their contract.
4: Yeah, I guess depending on who that somebody is, it's really anyone's guess. I'm, I'm liking, to I'm liking what on. I'm seeing out of Owen Tippett, though. He's been yeah, I, was uh, he, I was actually just, just going nice. to like, you know, Tippett's actually really establishing himself, and I'm like, I, I'm all for it. Like, he gets the dirty areas. He's not afraid to shoot first. You know that I think it was—I don't know if it was—I think it was either—I think it was either the Brown goal or the TK. I think pretty much both goals. How like, you know, how that was all set up. I just saw Tippett in the middle of that. I was like, damn, this guy, didn't, this guy is not afraid to assert himself, and he does bring some physicality. He's not like one of the more physical guys like Risto, but like, holy crap, like. And um, oh, that was the other one, Hodgson. You know, I didn't for for his first game up here. He looked, from what I seen from him, he looked pretty solid i mean it's only one game but
0: he looks like a you know looks like any and credit to him that even looks like a guy who isn't totally out of place in the nhl for someone who spent most of the last five years in the echl uh but he looks like he could play in the bottom of a lineup you know he looks like a normal nhl player nothing special but uh, i'm happy for the guy getting Mm -hmm. his chance scoring a goal uh tonight he won't forget uh and that's it, little shit like that that gets you through seasons like this. You know, we had Jerry Mayhew for a bit; that was some fun. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets claimed on waivers by the Ducks. They bring up mm-hmm. Hodgson, and now we can enjoy Hodgson for a little bit.
4: Well, I mean, at least we know we got a future third or fourth line. Uh, yeah. But yeah, well, thanks as always, Bill. That's pretty mm-hmm. much all I want to touch base on from what I've seen.
0: Take it easy, Nicky. Thanks a lot. Yeah, like I'm not expecting Hayden Hodgson to. You know, factor into the future of this franchise. Honestly, I hope he doesn't because they need to add so much talent if there's still a roster spot left for that guy. That's horrible. Uh, but good for him. He he gets to come up, gets to play in the NHL uh and he gets to live his fucking dream. Yeah, and, like, Johnny, you're joking. Hayden Hodgson greater than JVR. I'd much rather watch him. I'd much rather watch a guy try to take advantage of his opportunity than watch JVR out there just kind of going through the motions. And, yeah, he's been a little better the last couple of nights, but that's even worse. It's even worse to me, the guys who are going to – like I mentioned, you know, TK – if he's, you know, whether he comes back or they trade him and you want his value to come up, you want TK to succeed either way. But like, God damn it. You're going to score two goals now? Like, you're going to look like – and to in TK's defense, it's been more than just since the deadline. Like, he's looked good uh, a lot. Uh, he's looked good a lot recently, but – and just hasn't been able to put the puck in his net, in the net himself uh, he's been creating plays on the rush. he's been dishing out assists. He's looked a lot more like t k recently. I talked in you know just a couple of nights ago, like, God damn am I going to get sucked back into t k and I don't know if I'm there, like oh yeah, they have to bring him back, but it's more just okay, he can come back and be a nice second line player for us, or he can continue to raise his value and we can get something. Of substantial, uh, you know, some sort of substantial return for a player who's in the prime of his career right now, who's a good second line player. So uh, it's kind of just indifference to whether he's back or not and hoping they can just extract some value from him, whether it's on the ice next year or uh, as in a return in a trade. So whatever it is. Uh, But JVR, he is sucked all year. I I don't want to I don't want to see his shit. You know, I I don't leave me alone. (laughs) That's how I feel watching these games, honestly. And Lindblom was injured tonight. Oh, that's good, great. One of the few guys who's actually been fun to watch uh, for the last couple of months, Lindblom. But it is what it is. All right, uh, we don't have any more callers, so I'm going to wrap it up there. I'll be back tomorrow night after the Colorado game, so thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. I know this was a low-energy show tonight, guys. I'm just dragging this week. I'm trying. We're all trying to get through this season. Uh, I'll bring it a little bit more tonight, but or tomorrow night. Uh, but thanks a lot. My name is Bill Matz. Until tomorrow, have a great week, everybody.